Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Now open your Bible with me to Psalm 139. This is our third week in this psalm. And we're in a series titled, Learning How to Receive God's Love. Learning how to receive God's love. And this is vitally important because Christianity is a, is a relationship of love. It's not a religion of rules and regulations. It is a religion of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The Bible says that God is love and that perfect love casts out all fear. Everything about our relationship with God is really about love. And amen? And so many people get stuck in their walk with God because they don't know how to receive the love of God. And this is a very, this is deep. We've mentioned a number of times that Psalm 139 is a very deep, intimate, and very personal psalm. It really is a journey that David um, takes us through of his life. Now, before I start getting into that, I just want to tell you that, that this is emphasized all throughout the Bible in the book of Ephesians. And by the way, when you read the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians overall, it, it, speaking in a very general way, it is basically ideal Christian living. It is Paul's, uh, 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 Roman is, the, the book of Romans is a clear explanation of the doctrine, the teaching of the gospel. And the book of Ephesians is all about ideal Christian living. And it is in that book that Paul prays a very important, a very deliberate prayer. Look at what it says in, in chapter three. He says, and I pray that you, everyone say that means me. Okay, not everyone said that, but that's all right. Okay, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. You see? It's not in the, in the rules and in the regulations. We are rooted and established in love. This is what he prayed for. This is what this series has been all about. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now the love that we're talking about, brothers and sisters, goes beyond our head knowledge. What we're talking about over the last three weeks, and especially today, we're not talking about something that is merely intellectual. And if you've been raised in a faith, that makes Christianity intellectual, well, that's a little bit off. Because there is a love that surpasses knowledge. He says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And the way a person's heart and life gets filled is that we get filled with the love of God. And so this is a very, very important biblical New Testament principle, even though we're learning from the Old Testament. 
Now, uh, uh, what you see in, this, in, in Psalm 139 is that David begins with acceptance. He grows into praise. And you'll see this week that then he matures into surrender. He matures into surrender. And the title of the message today is Surrender. The first week was acceptance, the second week was praise, and now matures into surrender. And here's what I want to do. We've covered all of the verses of this particular psalm, except for the last two. What I want to do is read the whole psalm, and then we'll put the last two on the screen. Um, but listen to this. And by the way, I want to encourage you, whenever you find yourself in seasons of discouragement... And anyone here ever have a hard time reading the Bible? Could I see your hands? Okay. Some super spiritual people here never, but, you know, for the rest of us, you know, sometimes it's difficult because we have all sorts of stuff coming at us and inside of us. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. And I have found that when I raise up the word of God in a room, especially when I'm by myself, it just chases out all the devils, all the darkness, all the... And so reading the Bible out loud could be a very edifying thing. And I want to do that right now for us. So listen how he begins. He says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. This is the acceptance. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You know, all of my ways. In fact, before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He knows what we're going to say even before we say it. Amazing. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Then he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. He accepted that no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, the love of God is right there. How many accept that today? That God is always there. He knows everything about us and he loves us. Hallelujah. It's a big, some people think they have to be good enough. And let me tell you something. When God knew from the beginning of the earth that you would never be good enough, he still loved you with an everlasting love. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me keep going. He says, he says, I lost, he says, if I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. In other words, I accept that I, it doesn't pay to run. And then he goes on to praise and he says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you 
Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God, I may have had some rough stuff happen in my life, but Lord, when I look in the mirror, I know that you don't make any mistakes and my life was not a mistake and I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How many praise God because you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Hallelujah. That's not so easy for certain people because of what they've been through. It's not so easy. But God didn't make a mistake with our lives. Amen? It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me or wonderful are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, when I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Listen, your adversaries misuse your name. A lot of people, the adversaries of your life, and uh, they, they try to talk bad about God to you because the enemy wants you to believe bad things. They misuse the name of God and God wants us to say, no, he loves me. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. It might be a rough day, but my God is still good and I give him praise and honor and glory. You see? So David is actually walking through his journey, his very personal and intimate journey. Listen, a little bit more. He says, do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I don't want to have anything to do with that. He says, I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. And then here are the last two, and this is where we go into surrender. He starts by saying, you have searched me. And now he ends by saying, God, I surrender. You search me. He invites him in, and look at what it says here. He says, search me, God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And lead me in the way of everlasting. David ends this beautiful psalm by surrendering. And can I tell you, if you're going to walk in the love of God, okay, the way to walk in the love of God is to surrender. Is to surrender to the fact that he totally accepts you, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. Aren't you thankful that he, you weren't looking for him, but he came looking for you? And maybe you're sitting here today, and maybe you were just in a mess yesterday night. Maybe even this morning you were in a mess, but guess where you find yourself? You find yourself right in the Lord's house. And do you know that he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and he loves you and he died for you and he's always, always, always after you and you can run from Jesus, but how many know you can run but you can't hide because the darkest place is like light to him, hallelujah. So stop running from God. Stop running from the love of God. Because he loves you with an everlasting love. And not only that, he has an amazing plan. 
Your days have been ordained. And you would say to yourself, well, if I looked at my life, there's no way that this life could, could uh, something great could come out of this life. But brothers and sisters, our God is not human. He is the all-powerful, all-wise, almighty God. And he's the one, and we talked about this last week, who can take the worst things and transform them into the most beautiful things by his mighty power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a plan for every life. You got to understand that God is way smarter than we are. And he's way more powerful than we are. And so he looks at a situation differently than we do. Because he's God and because he loves us. And so we praise him. And so the last thing that David says is, after all the stuff I've been through, Lord, and after all the, the stuff that you've forgiven me for and the way you've received me and how kind you've been and the way you want to unfold my life, God, I just surrender to you. Today's message is about surrendering to God at a very deep and heart level. That's what we're going to talk about over the next few moments. This is about your very personal and private life with God. This is not about, about you know, uh, um, three steps to better this. No, this is about where is your heart with God because God wants to pour his love upon your life. And the more we receive his love, Actually, the more victory and authority and blessing that we walk in. And so I want to pray today for surrender. And, and surrender has become a very odd thing in our culture. This is a generation, and I'll end with this thought. In fact, as I look at, at, at Dan and Liz Carl, I know them for, for you know, 20 some odd years now. And uh, when we first got saved and when we first came into the kingdom, they've been serving in Haiti for many years. And part of the way they got to Haiti is that one day they began a process of surrender. You know, and not only did they not even know that they would be together, okay, but they had no idea that they would be together in Haiti for the glory of God. But God's ways are past finding out. You see, stop trying to figure God out. Just everyone surrender. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and this time. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless uh, these next few moments. God, help me to share your heart. And let this be a time of, of your spirit connecting with the spirit of every person in this room, Lord. Lord, if someone listens to this on the web, God, I pray that it would be a very powerful and very private moment, a very private uh, uh, time between you and them, and that it would result in deep surrender. Lord, we don't want to play church. We want to walk under the lordship of Jesus Christ. So bless this word and the remaining moments in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said.
Amen and amen. So what you see in just two verses, brothers and sisters, is that David addresses what I'm going to call three layers of surrender. And all of us have to deal with this. No one is exempt. All of us have to deal with this. And this is all very true just to basic humanity, just being a regular person. And so we're going to walk through this. And the more he surrendered, the more he was able to receive the love of God. And I want to say that the more you surrender, the more you will be able to receive the amazing and powerful love of God. So here's the first thing that David did is David surrendered his fear. And as we go to surrender, we need to learn to surrender our fears. David surrendered his fears. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. Let's read this together. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. In other words, David said, Lord, I invite you into a very deep place in my heart, and I want you, God, to begin to deal with my anxiety. If you're going to walk in the victory of God, if you're going to experience the love of God and the blessing of God, how many know it is not God's will for us to walk in fear and in anxiety? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but God has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Worry adds nothing to our lives. Worry doesn't help our lives. Worry doesn't bring anything good into our lives. It is not God's will. And we lie to ourselves and say that we're being responsible by worrying but how many know that's just not true oh I worry because I'm responsible baloney you worry because you're not trusting God you see and it's impossible to receive love while you're worrying but the Bible says perfect love cast out all fear Look at what the Bible says. There is no fear in love, but love drives out fear. And so on a daily basis, what God wants to do is he wants us to have these meetings with him where we say, God, search my heart and look at my anxious, look at my anxiety, God, and deal with my anxiety. Part of getting deep with God is letting God deal with your anxiety. Okay? If you want to get deep with God and if you want to really experience God at a deep level, you got to let him deal with your anxiety. And lots of people, they don't understand that it's impossible to grow when you're walking in worry. It was quiet last service too. I thought, you know, wow. But it's true. It's true. And it's not God's will for us, and, and here's, here's the thing. So a lot of people love Bible truths and, and they, they love kingdom stuff and, uh, and they even love, they love sermon series and all that. But the nitty gritty of faith sometimes is not so easy. You see, what this is talking about is the nitty gritty of faith that when you're alone by yourself, Okay, that you could look at your life and your circumstances and A could be bad and, and, and B could be bad and C could be bad because sometimes things go wrong and this could be wrong and that could be wrong. And it is in those moments that, that we have an opportunity, brothers and sisters, to say, Jesus, I praise you, I love you, I trust you. 
And Lord, I choose to, re to, to receive from you, and I will not worry. I remember uh, um, being a, a baby Christian going to the Brooklyn Tabernacle, and um, um, it was like so awesome as, an un, as a new Christian to come in and see how real Christians do it. You know what I mean? And so early on, uh, uh, I don't, it must have been within the first couple months of me ever going to a church. I remember a lady was driving on her highway, on the highway, and as she was driving on the highway, her, her engine started smoking and smoking, so she pulled over, and it kind of started to get on fire. So she got out of the car, and she moved back, and some cars stopped next, and they were, like, watching the car because it started to, and before you knew it, the car was in flames. And so, you know, she said, I didn't know what to do. And I'm looking at my car and going, oh, snap, my car is burning up. And because she didn't know what to do, she just lifted her hands and started saying, hallelujah, Jesus, I praise you. I give you glory. I, I give you honor and praise. You're good. You're going to take care of me. You're going to get me wherever I got to go. And people around her were looking like, oh. You know, but here's the thing. She said she went home in peace. You know, she said that she was at rest. And then she said, and within a couple of days, she had a car, she had this, she had that, and God took care of us. How many have found out that we stress out, and then the next day we wake up, and guess who's there? The Lord is there, and his faithfulness is there, and his mercies are new every morning, and we just keep on keeping on. And you know why we keep on keeping on? We keep on keeping on because God is faithful. It's not because we're clever. It's not because we, boy, I really got myself out of that one. Baloney, God got you out of it. How many would say amen? amen. Hallelujah. But see, there's something about saying, God, deal with my anxiety. There are a lot of people that the reason why they don't have a vibrant, flowing walk with God is because they live in worry and anxiety. And David said, Lord, search my heart. Deal with my anxiety. I surrender my cares to you. The Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord. You know, if you, some people want to be here in God and they don't realize that getting to here in God begins with right here. It begins with saying, God, I will not give in to fear and allow all of that junk, Lord. I want you to search my heart, and I want you to deal with my fear. And before we leave, I want to pray that shackles of fear and anxiety would be broken off. Amen. Yes. Yes. Here's what makes Christianity different. And this is what I love about serving Jesus, and I've experienced it in my own life. And let me tell you something, this is true. True, this is what David is saying. Because of who Jesus is, you can go down on your knees one way, and hallelujah, there can be a transaction that you can get up and be completely different, and you can walk out of there in a totally different way. How many know you can walk out of this place different today because you've surrendered something deep to God? You can walk out of here different because you surrender something deep to God. And it is, it is the will of God for us to really, to just be at rest. Last, last thing I'll say on this before we move on. You know, as I was doing some study for this, I came across a quote by John Newton. Now, John Newton 
is the author of a very famous hymn, Amazing Grace. John Newton, if you know his life, he was a vile, I'm talking a vile, foul-mouthed, wicked, evil man. His, his, he was the captain of a slave trading ship, and he was, he was so vicious to the slaves. This was a vile, wicked man with a very dark soul. But praise be to the name of our God. Though our sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. One day he had a meeting with Jesus, and Jesus washed him clean of all of those things. He washed his heart clean, and that's where we get the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. That was John Newton. And he saves the worst of the worst. How many have ever heard of Son of Sam, who was back in the days, I think it was 70s or the 80s, uh, uh, and there was a Son of Sam. Nobody heard of Son of Sam? Yes. Okay. He terrorized New York City. I remember being a child, and, and he was killing women. And as soon as it got dark, I said, I don't care if he's killing women. I'm going upstairs because this brother is crazy. And all of New York was being terrorized. We were, the fear in New York City was palpable. And he got over 300 years of incarceration when they finally caught him. Well, by a miracle, it's a long story, but someone gave him a Bible and he got on his knees in a prison. Okay, in fact, we're going to pray for son of Sam, who's now the son of hope. He got on his knees in prison and he gave his heart to the Lord and he was radically transformed and for years he's been the chaplain in prison and son of Sam, who's now the son of hope, has led more people to God than you and I could ever imagine. And can I tell you something? I spoke to him once on the phone and I was amazed by this, his spirit and all this amazing stuff and then he spoke to my father-in-law. He said, hey, I spoke to your son-in-law. He goes, man, he's got a pretty good spirit, your son-in-law. I'm like, son of Santa saying, I got a pretty good spirit? You know? Yeah. Amazing man of God. And by the way, pray for him because they just moved him from where he was doing so much ministry to another prison and he's been a little bit discouraged about it, I heard. And we need to pray because who used to be such a vile, wicked person, how many know he's our brother now and we're going to be in heaven with the son of hope. Hallelujah. Could we praise God for the mercy and power of God? Amazing. Amazing. You see, and we don't have to walk in fear. We can walk in faith. And David said, search me and, and God, deal with my anxiety. Here's the second thing that he did, which goes even deeper. Okay, second thing he did is he said, Lord, deal with my sin or I surrender my sin to you. Look at what he says. He says, see if there's any offensive way in me. Some translations say, search out my offenses. And when you want to receive the love of God, you not only have to surrender your anxieties, but you also have to surrender your sin. Oh, snap. No, I know. That's good. Today we're thinking about stuff. You see, but it's true. It's true. What has to happen is that the closer you get to God, 
the more you let God deal with sin in your life. When you get close to God, you want to be like God. And you, let, and you don't give in to fear and shame. What you do is you come close to him and you say, Lord, I'm unholy. I'm incapable of changing myself. But you are, you are holy and you are capable of changing all things. And so part of getting close to God, if the musicians would come, part of what happens is when you start to get close to God is you let God deal with your sin. You let God deal with secrets that no one knows about. You let him deal with attitudes. You let him deal with behaviors. You let him deal with habits. You, you invite him in and you say, God, search me and deal with anything in my heart that is offensive to you. And remember, sin begins in the heart. When I was in Bible school, there was a woman named Sister Brunetto and I took a class with her, and um, she was a, 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 you know, she was such a blessing, very godly woman. The number one thing that I learned from Sister Bernetta was one day in a class as she was teaching, she closed the books, and she came in front of her desk, and she said, can I give you guys a piece of advice, you guys who are preparing for the ministry? She said, every night before you go to sleep, Okay, don't let your eyes close without saying to God, God, search my heart. And if there's anything sinful that I've done today, Lord, would you deal with me and would you cleanse me? And she said, I've done that my whole life. And can I tell you, she said, she said, I wake up free in the morning. How many want to wake up free in the morning? Hallelujah. You surrender your sin. Many of us, the reason that we sin is because we think that that sin is better than what God has for us. And we, we somehow, it gets into our mind, we embrace the deception, the lie that somehow this sin, which is actually a, a, an instrument of bondage and slavery, we somehow think, no, I can't live without this, and God doesn't have something better than this. Brothers and sisters, how many know what God has for us is a million times better than what the devil has for us? Amen. But you'll never know if you won't surrender. You see? You have to surrender. You have to say, God, have your way. I'll give it up. You know, I'll give it up. I'll give, I'll give up whatever you want me to give up. You know, if there's, search me. Search me. If there's any offensive way, I'll give it up. You know, I'll, I'll stop holding a grudge against that person that did that to me. If you say out, then out. You see? I'll give up going to that place. I'll give up this. I'll give up, I'll give up my career. Whatever it is, God, if it causes me to sin or to stumble, I don't want it. No, guys, we're living in a day that talking about the holy, the holy work of God. People don't even want to hear that. People are like, make my life better. Give me something. 
Give me a quote that's really cute on Instagram. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to post that. Now, I'm talking about something deep. I'm not talking about the shallowness of this world. Ooh, I got, I got 200 likes. So? How many know there's one like? And it's the like of heaven that we need. How many will say amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But that happens. That happens between something deep between you and God. Something deep between you and the Lord. You know? The Spirit of the Lord is here. He wants to do something deep. He wants to do something deep. He wants to break shackles off of people. He wants to break bonds and, and all sorts of things that bind us. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But we have to surrender. The New Testament says, come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy. What, why do you need mercy? It's because you sin. It's because I sin. And when I go into the throne of grace, I need mercy. God, have mercy. Wash my heart clean. Wash. Some of us, it's like, God, wash my heart. Wash my hands. Wash my tongue. Some of us wash my mind, but it doesn't matter. The blood of Jesus is able to make us white as snow. He's able to do it by his mighty power. And then, here's the last layer of surrender. I want to say this quickly so we have time at the altar, but... No, no, go ahead, keep going. The last layer of surrender is this. David said, lead me in the everlasting way, which he was saying, I don't want to be in charge of my life. I surrender my will to you. If you really want to receive the love of God, you not only surrender your anxiety and you surrender your, your, your sin, but the last thing is you surrender your will and you go into lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Very quickly, in the New Testament, there was a certain point in time when Jesus said, uh, uh, unless you become like a, a little child, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. You can't experience the blessings of the kingdom of heaven un unless you become like a little child. And you know what's unique about little children? Uh, is that because of love, because they trust mommy and daddy or grandma and grandpa, because of love, they surrender themselves to our agenda. Okay, we're going over here now. And then we're going to go do this. And now it's nap time. And now it's this. And then we got to do that. And then we got to do that. And you know what? They just surrender because they trust that we know what's best. Now, the older you get, the less you surrender, the more independent you become. And there's something natural to that. But brothers and sisters, when it comes to your relationship with God, know that you never become independent of God. It's always surrender. Even Jesus himself said, I only do what the Father shows me to do. In his most difficult moment on the planet, he said, Father, if this cup could pass, could pass, let it pass, Lord, but everyone, not my will, but your will be done. You see? Now, if I could refer to Liz and Dan again, 
when we first, when we started serving the Lord, okay, when we, when we first started serving the Lord, and someone became a missionary or someone was surrendering to the will of God, the will of God and the plan of God was like, ah, the plan of God. But what I have seen is in, in, in my lifetime, I've seen there be a shift that we've gone from the plan of God to the plan of God. In other words, I believe that because of Instagram, because of Facebook, because of me, myself, and I, this is the me generation. Even in the church, the will of God has become, I want to just fit stuff in. I want to be a good Christian. I want to go to church and I want to, I want to, I want to give or I want to serve or I want to just do good stuff and, and, but I have my plans. But see, that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about surrender. Everyone say surrender. This is talking about going beyond, beyond your plans and your dreams. You know, forgive me for the personal reference here, but when I went to Detroit, I did my devos. We stayed at a hotel right in the, in the you know, in little downtown. It's real small. And I stayed there, and so I got up, did my devos. Then I went for a walk. I wanted to check out what was around there. And about five blocks away, the Detroit Tigers Stadium was there. And, um, and I don't look back a lot over my baseball career, missing out or whatever. That doesn't, I don't live in that at all. But it was interesting because as I was walking up and I was thinking about all of this. And uh, I remember I walked up to Tiger Stadium and I looked down and I saw the grass and I saw the mound. And I was like, Lord, baseball was so, so easy. It was so easy. Talk about making money easy. For me, I was like, I played in all kinds of national championships and all this kind of stuff. People were like, it was just easy for me. And the ministry is so, so hard. It's hard. You know? But here's the thing. How many know God doesn't make mistakes? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He doesn't make mistakes with your life and my life. But see, his plan unfolds when we put our dreams at the altar, when we put our desires at the altar, and we say, lead me, God, in the way of everlasting. In other words, in other words, here's, here's, here's what I'm trying to say, and we're going to close with this. So, the Lord, the Lord has secured, if you're a Christian, the Lord has secured an entrance to heaven, okay? But he, there's also a pathway. The pathway to heaven is the will of God that God has for the, God, all, he formed her in her mother's womb. She's been through stuff, most likely right? Difficulty, hardship, but it doesn't matter. She gave her heart to the Lord. God has a pathway for her, you see? And as she surrenders to God, then God begins to guide and to direct 
because when she gets the revelation, God, you have an amazing plan for my life. You see, a plan that's bigger than whatever is in front of my nose. God's ways are past finding out. Don't try to tell God what's best. How many know God knows best? But here's the thing, and I'll, I'll close with this. I, gotta, I was trying to say this today. So for me, when I think about our church, one of the things I pray for is that we, we have to learn how to surrender to God. You see, one of the reasons why we have altar calls at our church is because this is our corporate moment of yielding to God. I can't even tell you how, how many meetings have Liz and Dan been in. Okay, they're in Haiti. You think it's easy in Haiti? You know? Are they like at golf courses and country clubs all day? I'm telling you, it's not like that in Haiti. Right? But there's something about, about surrendering to God when the opportunity is available. A meeting like this. I've prayed under a lot of chairs in churches. So I've come to the altar and cried a lot of tears. And there's, a, there's something about the collective, constant yielding to God that then you find yourself in places you would never imagine. You see? It's a process of surrendering your heart where you just lift... Every, come on, let's lift our hands. Lift your hands to Him. I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know Come on, take a step of faith today. Reach out to Him. Let's sing. I surrender I surrender says come boldly to the throne of grace this is our our way of responding together to God maybe you're here today and there are some anxieties that you need to surrender to God because it's cutting off the valve of love it's it's shutting down the love of God in your life maybe you're here today and you need to surrender some sin because sin will keep you from God. Sin brings a barrier, but he welcomes us. He says, if you come, I'll show you mercy. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. If you come, I'll show you mercy. I'll wash you clean and I'll break the thing that binds you. That's what the Bible promises.
but you got to come and surrender come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy hallelujah maybe you're here and you got to lay down your dreams and your plans and you feel the spirit of god calling you wherever whichever it is i want you to slip out of your seat and we're going to spend some time surrendering our hearts to god we need to be a church of surrender if we surrender god will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think god will blow our minds with his beautiful and amazing plan but it begins as we just surrender our hearts hallelujah blessed come on get close get close make room lift your hands everyone i surrender hallelujah i surrender We surrender to your love, your plan, and your purposes. Come on, everyone. Put your hand on your heart. This is the way we'll close. Lord, we yield our heart to you today. God, we ask, oh God, that you would search us. Search our hearts, oh God. Lord, if there's any way of worry or anxiety, Father, break it in the name of Jesus. We pray that anxiety and fear would be broken today right in this room by your mighty power, oh God. Let it be broken. Let it be reversed in Jesus' name. We want to go from worry to worship, my God. Father, we open our hearts to you and we say, search us. And if there's any offensive way, any sin, Lord, would you deliver us from every unholy, ungodly thing, ungodly practice. Oh God, friendship, relationship, oh God. Unholy alliance. God, break it all today by your mighty power. We renounce it. We renounce every sinful way, oh God. Let every sinful practice, we renounce it in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would break those behaviors. And that our hearts would be filled with your love. Love full of your freedom. Full of your joy, God. Father, we surrender our hearts to your will. Lead us. Lead us. Lead us in the everlasting way. God, we ask that you would order every step of every person in this room. That we would walk in your perfect will. You said that you have prepared good works in advance good works in advance for us to do, that we will be a fruitful people. God, we pray for fruitfulness all over this room. We pray for fruitfulness. We pray for fruitfulness, fruitfulness to the left and the right and the front and the back. God, I pray that you would make us a fruitful people because we're yielded and surrendered to your perfect will by your mighty power.
make us fruitful. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing. Listen, with your eyes closed and then we'll close. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, no power, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Could we praise him because he loves us with an everlasting love? Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name. So, Father, we walk in peace. We walk in joy. We walk from this place in your love. And we thank you for the days to come. Lord, should you tarry, we know surely goodness and mercy will follow us and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Let's give God one more hand of praise.